Hola, I am Jenny Corredor Varela, your host, native speaker, Spanish coach, and program creator. With more than 21 years of experience coaching and teaching Spanish, I have helped children, adults, and family learn and speak this beautiful language, whether to speak Spanish at home or not. Every week you will find tips for learning, speaking, and teaching Spanish, overcoming challenges, raising bilingual children, and exploring helpful resources. I will cover some Spanish lessons too. You will hear fascinating interviews with amazing people on our same journey. I will show you how to apply different principles, learn about methods, and strategies. If wanting to speak Spanish at home is your goal, this show is for you. ¿Listos? This is the Spanish for Children and Families podcast. Buenos días, buenas tardes o buenas noches, depending on where you are. Bienvenidos al episodio número 6 de Spanish for Children and Families podcast. I am so happy you're here. Last week, I introduced some fundamental concepts about greetings and colors. I also shared the story of Luna la Mariposa, both completely in Spanish, and also I shared the bilingual version. To go with the story, I also created a free PDF that you can download on my website. I'll have all the information in the show notes. And I also wanted to thank you for your incredible feedback. I love hearing from you with suggestions or questions. And you can always send me a, a message at info at That also will be in the show notes. I read and respond all messages. It might take me a little, but I promise I'll get back to you. For this week, I had planned a lesson introducing the numbers from 1 to 10, and I also had a great activity to go with it. However, I am just going to pivot for a minute and share something different, something that is just as important as the Spanish lesson itself. This past week, I received a heartfelt message from one of the moms in the Mundo Fantástico Facebook group. She was asking for advice as she found herself struggling with teaching her six-year-old Spanish at home. Did you ever feel like you're going through those periods where you feel that you're trying your best, but everything seems to go wrong and be misaligned? This is happening to my friend, and she was struggling to find the motivation to keep up with this journey. I just wanted to give her a big hug and say, I promise you, it is okay, and it is going to be okay. Just take a deep breath. And also, you might need to take a break, but please do not stop altogether. So since I have been at that exact same spot multiple times, I wanted to make sure I shared with her a little light. And then it also hit me. We all go through these stages at some point or another. So it might be worth dedicating an episode or two to the challenging times. The sad part is that some people give up trying to teach Spanish to their children and they end up missing out on a lifetime opportunity. So today, I am going to talk about the realities of teaching Spanish at home. In this part one episode, we are going to look together at how to navigate the ups and downs and also setting up realistic expectations to strive to make learning a happy part of our daily lives. In part two, I will discuss the importance of planning ahead, how to tune into your child's interest, and finally, a big one for a lot of us, how to deal with negative influences. So, listos? When we make the conscious choice of teaching our little ones Spanish or any other language, we immediately envision a journey filled with laughter, learning, and bonding moments. Yes, a few stumbles along the way, but some of those hit harder depending on the stage we are in. First, 
Learning and teaching Spanish at home is filled with ups and downs. The key is to acknowledge difficulties, but also address shame and frustration and have a mindset ready to pivot when things don't go the way we expect. Let's start with the truth. Some days it feels like the words just won't stick or the enthusiasm fades and we immediately think this is not going to work. We tend to think in absolute ways. It is usually it works or it does not work. But language learning, like most things in our lives, it's not a simple yes or no. Imagine it's a rainy Tuesday afternoon, the kind of day that seems tailor-made for cozy learning sessions. You sit down with your child, ready to dive into today's Spanish lesson, only to find that the enthusiasm you both had just last week seems to have evaporated. The words won't stick, and every attempt to practice feels like two steps back. It is like the story of little Sofia, who after successfully counted to ten in Spanish, suddenly could not recall siete, ocho, or any other number after that. Frustration bubbled up for both mom and Sofia, feeling somewhat disappointed. What did you do? This scenario is far from uncommon. It's a part of the learning process, a reminder that progress isn't always linear. There will always be days filled with breakthroughs and others where the same words seem like strangers. It's essential to recognize these moments, not as failures, but as opportunities to cultivate patience and resilience. Just like Sophia's mom did, turning the session into a game. She rushed to hide numbers around the house and finding them turn frustration into laughter. The journey of learning Spanish or any language is paved with such days. They teach us to find creative solutions and remind us that every day won't look like the one before. And that's perfectly okay. Ups and downs will also bring feelings of shame and frustration. They can be familiar guests in our learning journey. They knock on our doors when we least expect them. Often after a setback or when we compare our progress with others, especially when everyone's life are in full displays on social media. Sometimes we don't even mean to compare, but it just happens. Marco and his father, who decided to learn Spanish together, since Marco's mom is fluent, made a pact to speak Spanish every dinner time. Marco's dad, Mike, was always very strict about it. One evening, Mike struggled to remember the word for fork, and instead of asking for un tenedor, he asked for una ventana, which is a window. The mistake was innocent, a simple mix-up, yet it brought a wave of embarrassment to Mike, who felt bad about being so strict, yet he felt like he was letting his tone down. It is in these moments, when shame and frustration appear, that our approach to learning is tested. The key is not to shun these emotions, but to welcome them as part of the journey. Acknowledge the feeling, then shift Shift the focus to learning from the mistake. That's a game changer. Marco and his father laughed it off, and una ventana became a running joke. Isn't the tension in turning a moment of embarrassment into a funny memory? Another very important aspect is to set realistic expectations by understanding growth and as a result celebrating small victories that will always give us a great baseline to help recognize when to reassess. Understanding growth for each child is fundamental. Consider the process of learning Spanish like building a puzzle. Each child has their own puzzle to solve. 
with pieces that fit in their own time and way. Some kids might quickly find where most of the pieces go, snapping them into place with little effort. They can see the picture forming rapidly, grasping phrases and pronunciation as if the puzzle pieces are magnetically drawn to the right spots. Others may take a little bit more time, examining each piece carefully, maybe even trying a few spots before finding the right fit, maybe even losing a piece for a while. This slower pace doesn't mean the puzzle won't be completed. It simply means each approach to solving is different. Let me share a little story that I just remember when thinking about raising more than one child. I have two brothers, one younger and one older. One time I was complaining to my mom that she was letting my younger brother get away with something I knew I would have been in so much trouble for if it was me doing that. Anyway, so as I was complaining, she wisely said, look at your hand. And I was so annoyed she asked me to look at my hand because we were not even talking about that. Then she said, which one of your fingers can I keep for me? Are you willing to give one away? I looked at her confused and protective of my fingers and firmly said, of course not. Then she said, well, my fingers are like you guys. I adore you all the same. I can't live without any of them. But they are all different and have different personalities. They all have their own way of doing things. And that's how learning with different kids is. One of your children might be a pinky, while like the other one might be a thumb. The journey of language learning is unique for every child. Much like every puzzle has its own unique image and complexity. The key is not how fast the puzzle is completed, but ensuring that each piece finds its place. For some children, the pieces might come together in large sections, making fast progress visible. For others, the joy is in place in one piece at a time, celebrating each small victory as the image slowly emerges. While we are talking about celebrating small victories, every piece placed correctly is a victory worth celebrating, and positive reinforcement is very powerful. Whether it's a new word pronounced correctly, a sentence understood from a favorite Spanish show, or successfully using a polite expression like por favor or gracias. In the world of language learning, every effort counts and every achievement, no matter how small, is a cause for celebration. The moment your child says gracias spontaneously, it's just not a word. It's a milestone. It signifies their active engagement and willingness to incorporate the language into their daily life. Similarly, when they hum along to the song in Spanish or laugh at a joke in a Spanish cartoon, it's a clear indication of comprehension and cultural appreciation developing alongside their linguistic skills. These small wins are the building blocks of confidence and competence in the language. They serve as a tangible proof of progress for both you and your child, fueling the motivation to keep going. Acknowledging and celebrating these moments also reinforces the joy and fun in learning, making Spanish not just a subject to be studied, but a vibrant part of your child's world. To foster this celebration of small victories, consider creating a victory jar, where each small achievement can be noted down and added. 
This could be anything from learning a new word, having a short conversation, understanding a story, or even just showing perseverance in a challenging lesson. Periodically, you can review these victories together, reflecting on the growth so far. This not only boosts morale, but also visually shows the cumulative progress being made, turning the abstract concept of language acquisition into something concrete and measurable. In setting realistic expectations, remember that the goal of language learning at home is not fluency within an unrealistic time frame, but fostering a positive relationship with the language by understanding and accepting the natural pace of your child's growth and celebrating each step along the way. You create a supportive environment that encourages curiosity, resilience, and a genuine love for Spanish. This is where the beauty of understanding each learning comes into play. Observing your child's natural inclinations and interests can guide you in tailoring the learning experience to fit their pace and style. For one child, interactive games or songs might be the key to engagement. For another, quiet reading time and Spanish picture books could spark interest. Understanding and embracing each child's unique learning journey is a fundamental role to nurturing a lifelong love for the language. I want to close today's episode by sharing a few strategies to manage these emotions. Number one, normalize mistakes. Remind yourself and your child that mistakes are not just expected. They're necessary for learning. They're welcome. They are the stepping stones to mastery. Number two, celebrate effort over perfection. Concentrate on the effort put into learning rather than perfect outcomes. Every attempt, successful or not, is progress. Numero tres, set realistic goals. Ensure that the goals you and your child set are achievable and also flexible. Celebrate reaching these milestones, however small they may be. Numero cuatro, practice self-compassion. Teach your child And remind yourself to be kind and patient with your learning process. Learning a new language is a marathon, not a sprint. Numero cinco, share and reflect. Create a space where you can share your struggles and reflect on them. Discussing what's challenging can often lead to breakthroughs and solutions. You can also join my Facebook group, Mundo Fantástico Spanish for Children. You can also meet other people on the same journey. Numero seis, laugh it off. Children will learn from your reactions. When things don't go our way, we have two choices, to fold and give up or to breathe and carry on. Which lesson do you want your children to learn? Is it number one or number two? Are you going to fold and give up? I don't think so. As I mentioned earlier, this is a part one episode about realities of teaching Spanish at home. In part two, I will discuss the importance of planning ahead, how to tune into your child's interest, and finally, a big one, like I said before, how to deal with negative influences. I hope that today's episode is bringing some light and help you breathe a little easy if you're going through one of those days or weeks. I don't want to say or months, but who knows? We might have some of those too. Always take a break when you need to, and most importantly, Give yourself some grace and don't give up. You got this. Hasta la próxima. I can't wait until we meet again. Gracias. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Spanish for Children and Families podcast. I hope you found it helpful and inspiring. If you have any questions or suggestions about the topics we cover on the show or would like to follow any of my projects, please find me on social media or send me an email. I respond to all messages, so do not hesitate to reach out. I am also working on several ways to support families on their journey, learning and speaking Spanish at home. If you want to find out more, please join my Facebook group, Mundo Fantastico, Spanish for Children. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe now, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and also share with your friends. See you next week for a new episode. Hasta la próxima.